Let me tell you a little story about how I transported Hitler's dead body. Today I'm talking about burial. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about a Shudder exclusive called Burial, which is kind of a little bit off the beaten path in terms of Shudder, since it's much more of a direct action wartime thriller than it is a horror movie, but it's still interesting for reasons I'll get into. So without further ado, let's get started. I have a lot of mixed feelings about World War II movies. On the one hand, I have trouble watching war movies because even the victories come at grave human cost, even in a conflict with a clear villain like the Nazis. On the other hand, it would be laughable to behave like said war and its aftermath and the ideas raised before, during, and immediately after the war are somehow behind us. See Ye West and his public love letters to Hitler, conservative Americans leaning towards fascism, and beyond. Which brings us to Burial, a movie critical of war and the desire to preserve myths at all costs. The movie opens up with a young neo-Nazi breaking into the house of an old woman, who he believes holds the secret to the still-alive Adolf Hitler. Amused by the young man's allegations, the woman then tells the real story of her mission to transport Hitler's remains to Stalin. I want to set expectations for what Burial is and isn't. Despite being distributed by Shudder, this isn't a horror movie outside of wartime horrors and the involvement of Nazis, and is better described as a wartime action drama. In particular, the movie is using its time frame, the waning days of the war when Hitler is dead and the Allied forces are well on their way to victory, to bring up how pettiness from leaders and myths remain dangerous even after the fighting has stopped. Our main characters are a platoon of soldiers who are transporting Hitler's remains to Stalin, specifically because Stalin wants to see the face of his enemy now that he's dead. A seemingly foolish mission that carries a ton of unnecessary danger for the soldiers involved who are traveling through formerly German-occupied territory that may have stragglers or a concentrated group dead set on bringing back the Fuhrer. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's the second one. Both groups would be better off dropping their weapons and missions and getting on with their lives, but here they are, still fighting when the fighting has technically stopped. And here's what stands out. First, we have the good, bad, and ugly reactions to war. The film uses this pointless mission to highlight different reactions to war, none of which are great, though some are much better than others. On the good side, we have our lead character, Brana, who is trying to finish this mission as quickly as possible, avoid any unnecessary distractions, and get her and her fellow soldiers back home. They're not duty-bound, so much as they hope this mission will get them home safely. On the bad side, we have members of the platoon who view this trip as a chance to get what they deserve and enjoy the quote-unquote spoils of war. Said spoils include <laughs> non-consensual sex, materials, food, often from populations who have just got out from under the Nazis. And on the ugly side, we have a group of Nazis who want to keep Hitler alive, with trickery, even though he's dead. Which is a chef's kiss metaphor for the conspiratorial origins of Nazism and anti-Semitic beliefs. You literally have to refute reality from the jump to believe this shit. In addition, we have tense World War II action. While I'll admit the film leans a little too heavily on this, the action scenes within the film are solid. In essence, in essence, each scene is some kind of standoff or ambush with the Soviet soldiers on their back heel, trying to fend off encroaching Nazis or retrieve Hitler's body after it's been taken. 
all the while either trying to get help or ask for help from civilians caught in the crossfire. All of these scenes are well staged, do a pretty good job of main establishing choreography when multiple parties in different locations are involved, and shift readily from firearm bouts to hand-to-hand affairs with ease. Grantis, this does lead us to the film's biggest weakness, which is a lack of focus. The biggest critique I have of this movie, which is a mostly streamlined action thriller, is that it doesn't maintain the focus on its biggest ideas. For instance, if this is a movie about the unnecessary sacrifices our heroes are making, it's weird that the movie then has about two to three heroic self-sacrifices. Likewise, you'd expect that Tom Felton's character, who is seen as a passerby who feels a moral obligation to help, would get more to do and say before a casual mention towards the film's end. It feels like about 10 minutes of this movie, where we learn more about the characters and their motivations, was cut out for more firefights. The verdict is, it's solid if unpolished. Though it doesn't bring its themes home as well as it could, Burial is still a solid, straightforward military action thriller. 6 out of 10. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.